Hey pod people, I'm Benjamin Alaco. And I'm Carrie. And this is Last, Last Year's Horror. Horror. This episode, we're discussing a movie that, if looked at the right way, like in a skewed way, could have been a holiday Hallmark movie. It's Christmas, the kids are on a bonding trip with their dad's girlfriend after mom passed away, and everyone's just looking for the true meaning of the holiday. Yeah, that's, I mean... There's it, some, like, Christmas song, like, there's, you yeah, know... This is, like... some songs, there's some singing. This is pretty much in the vein of every Hallmark movie I've ever seen. Yeah, it's, I would call this a feel-good movie. Correct. Just generally speaking. Yeah, so, you guessed it, we're talking about... The Lodge. The Lodge. It's a family getaway. Uh, the Lodge was written by Sergio Caschi, Veronica Franz, and Severin Fiala. I love these names. Uh, and it was directed by Veronica Franz and Severin Fiala. This is Fra Franz, or probably Franz, and Fiala's second feature-length horror film after 2014's Goodnight Mommy. The Lodge stars Riley Keough, Jaden Martell, and Leah McHugh, with appearances by Richard Armitage and Alicia Silverstone, of all people. Fun piece of trivia, the movie's cinematographer was Timios Bakatakis, Bakatakis, something very Greek. He's a frequent collaborator of Yorgos Lanthimos, uh, also probably butchered that one, known for Dogtooth, The Lobster, The Killing of a Sacred Deer. And I looked it up and the cinematographer actually did work on all three of those. Sweet. And uh, Carrie's a big fan of yeah. Of, I'm a uh, huge fan of particular director. Yeah, huge and the cinematographer. I'm a huge fan of all of those movies, especially Dogtooth. I I freaking love Dogtooth. I kind of want to hear you try to pronounce the director's name. Which one? Yargos. Yorgos. Yorgos Lan. Hold on. <laughs> Yorgos Lanthamus. Thomas. Thomas. <laughs> I have no idea, so I'm just laughing because it sounds it sounds fun. Sounds funny. Sounds good. See. <laughs> He makes fun of me. <laughs> well, this is why you don't like you didn't want to read the big sections, right? Because there's just I, I would have just mumbled him. I'd be like, Yargos, <laughs> and kept going. One of these days, we're actually gonna get Carrie to say some Spanish on this show. Oh, She's god. gonna sound exactly like Peggy Hill. Oh god, no. <laughs> Me llamo <laughs> Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, with this movie, though, some outlets have mistakenly listed The Lodge as a 2019 movie, but it is not. It was supposed to release in February of 2019, but it was actually pushed back to a limited release in 2020 on February 7th. If it's not this year's, it must be last year's horror. horror. It was a horrible year, but have no fear, it's just horror that we're talking about. Because if it's not this year's, it must be last year's horror. And if it is this year's, we'll talk about it next year on last year's horror. And we're back. So our return guest for this episode is one of my favorite humans, Ariana Switchblade. Hi. I, I just mixed it. It was supposed to be Ariana Blade, aka Switchblade, but that's okay. It's both. Yeah, I'll accept it. <laughs> Perfect. So welcome back. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to, well, I guess I'm excited to talk about this movie. We'll see. Uh -oh. I heard. There's already some fighting through happening. Through the grapevine that we have different opinions about this movie, Ariana. I guess that just means that we can't be friends anymore. That's pretty much what it means. Yeah. Yeah. It's very sad, but this happens, you know? Yeah, I guess we'll just see each other on Facebook now, fighting in the comments section of posts <laughs> yeah, from now for on. Sure. Yeah, it'll be mostly political posts, and then mm -hmm. eventually one of us will block the other, and that'll be the end. 
Yeah. And I'll be put in a really hard position. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> I think this is an easy choice. <laughs> now I think I'm in trouble too, Ariana. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, man. All right. Episode over. All right. So to kick off our discussion of The Lodge, we'll start with a round of brief spoiler-free reviews. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, no worries. Um, I don't, it's, it's such you a, you should go first. It's such You're a tiebreaker. It's such a toss up. I don't know who <laughs> I want to go first. I'll, I fine. I will go first. Um, so Ben was already shushing me before we started because I was getting really excited about the cinematographer and, um, cinematographer. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the guy on set who has all the cinnamon. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you say that now? Yeah, you had. I mean, I think you just threw a new an, an N in there. Yeah. And so it was a cinematographer. You just, I, I think there was an N in there. Ariana, maybe. I, I heard it, but you know, maybe he just really <laughs> likes cinnamon toast crunch. <laughs> it flows, it rolls off the tongue to be like a cinematographer. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Thanks. I feel like y'all always make fun of me, but people back home always add letters into words. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So, um, my father always does chamelay. So, mm-hmm. all right, we're moving on. Mm-hmm. No, so I, I loved the. Now I can't say cinem, cin, <laughs> the cinematog, the cinnamon, the, the cinnamon guy. Yeah. Anyway, I liked how everything looks. <laughs> it's directed, and I think it's beautiful in that standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, I still am trying to. F- decide how I feel about this movie, to be honest. I like it. But, yeah, I I can't... I want to watch it again, is what I'm saying. Hmm. Harumph. No, like... (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Um, What are you not sure about? The dollhouse stuff. Yeah. Because I feel like that's been done so much. Okay, yeah, that's fair. But and so soon after Hereditary too, yeah, which was a 2018 movie, yeah. But I mean, I I loved all the actors, and you know Elvis's granddaughter's in it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Alicia Silverstone. Mm-hmm. So I thought the acting was really done really well. Um, I don't know. I thought this is like the worst spoiler-free review ever. <laughs> I thought it was very pretty. Yeah. And the acting was good. And the acting was good. The plot you didn't you didn't uh I, I if this has like you're so into cults, I would have thought that you'd be like, there's a culty thing going on here and it's pretty nifty, no? Uh so I do you shush. I do <laughs> love cults. Um but I was kind of like, of course they're going to have her in a cult. Like, I wasn't surprised what? or shocked. What? Yeah. What is happening right now? I felt like I wasn't really surprised. The tables are turning on me, and I <laughs> don't like it. Um, so, I didn't hate it, but I didn't, like, it's not, like, my favorite movie. But I feel like it's one of those that would grow on me the more I watched it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Or you would like it even less. Who knows? No, I. But this was your this was your first time watching it. Yeah, 
And there's a lot of things I did like about it. Um, like, there were some throwbacks, and they did, like, trauma and all of that. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just, I feel like I'm going to spoil things. Yeah. That's well, why so I'm trying to be vague. Did you, you also, you didn't really see a trailer or anything for this beforehand, right? You just kind of watched it. You kind of watched it cold, right? Yes. So, I'm going to jump in. Go for it. I think I actually liked this movie in part because it, the trailers actually made it seem a lot more generic than it is. The The trailers made it seem like a haunted house movie where they're, they get to this lodge and I'm not going to say what it, what really is going on, but I like that there's more to it than just a traditional haunted house movie. You know, they play that up and that is a piece of the plot, but I'm not giving any spoilers away. I promise. Um, but the movie takes those turns that are so different and I thought it was much more atmospheric and much smarter than your traditional just generic haunted house movie, you know. I'll agree with that. That's so that's true. I like I loved the acting. I thought the kids were fantastic. Mm-hmm. They just nailed it. I believed all the emotions that they express. I thought what's her name? Riley Keough what like she is the centerpiece of the movie and mm-hmm. is this quiet kind of unnerving presence throughout and yeah i really enjoyed how fucking dark it is i did get and and so we'll talk about some reviews later but as i was looking at some of the reviews like we started doing getting the, these amateur reviews some people had referred to this as quote hereditary light Mm, you know i could see that and in a way they're not wrong but i feel like that's so reductionist like just forget hereditary exists for a second because i guarantee these movies were in production at the same time it's not like this is stealing you know people always think that a movie comes out right behind another one and it stole that atmosphere it stole that idea it stole the dollhouse thing like i just tend to think those are coincidences because it takes fucking years Sometimes like a decade to get a movie off the ground, you know, I doubt the dollhouse stuff was like copying hereditary or something, but you know, I could see how it doesn't feel as fresh, but I don't know. I just thought this movie was very atmospheric, extremely well shot. As Carrie said, the cinematography was great. Did you say cinnamon? (laughs) Maybe. See, now I I don't even hear it because I was like, so I had to make sure I was like, wait, (laughs) (laughs) yeah so no i i just really enjoy this movie and that's all i want to say about it i recommend it for people who want kind of a slow slow atmospheric burn i guess i can go now (laughs) um as far as slow atmospheric burn um i agree the cinematography was amazing (laughs) see i heard it when she did it (laughs) i think the the casting and the acting was great um i also loved the subtle scoring of the music yeah it wasn't overdone when it easily could have been those aspects i really like as well as some of the specific call outs to very serious mental health issues right as far as the slow atmospheric burn, I was not thrilled. I I was not feeling the burn at all. I was I was bored this entire movie. I actually stopped watching it about halfway through one night and then finished it the next night because I just I didn't 
enjoy watching it particularly other than the prettiness of it and the aesthetic of it um so without (laughs) without going into too many details and like talking about spoilers i i was bored and maybe that's just because i personally know a lot of the psychology behind it because that's what i studied for so long in school um and I think that there are a lot of missed opportunities. Mm. I thought um, that as well. Yeah. So I, I think for me, some of the mystery maybe isn't there. And like, I don't know. It it didn't really make me question anything. It yeah. didn't have me wondering anything. Yeah. Um, you, same. Without giving anything away, because we're still in the spoiler free zone. Mm-hmm. Would you, did you feel that it was predictable? Um, for the most part, Hmm. um, I feel like if the acting hadn't been as good as it is, then it would have been much more predictable. Yeah. Um, so kudos to the actors in this movie because the kids especially really pulled the parts that could have been predictable through into being unpredictable. Yeah. All right. I think it's time to go beyond the spoiler wall because I want to talk about what you did not enjoy about it and uh, what missed opportunities you thought there were. Because obviously we have different opinions, but that's okay because this is uh, it's art. It, mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say it's a podcast that you know it's all about fighting, you know, clashing ideas. And listen, this is like this is like you know your typical political. What are those shows called? You know, there's like. Uh, what the fuck? Hardball with uh, Ben hmm. and Carrie, you know? I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. Tell us about your democratic ideas and whatever. Okay. So <laughs> so we're moving beyond the spoiler wall. So uh, I do think people should watch this movie to decide for themselves. So, you know, if you haven't watched it, listen at your own risk. We're going to ruin the whole thing for you. Uh, I do not recommend letting someone ruin this for you. I, I, would, I would watch it. So, All right. But we're beyond the spoiler wall now. So, okay. What... What? Let's just jump right into it, because I, I like we can go over for anyone who hasn't watched it. We can give a little bit of the premise, but I would just want to jump right in and ask Ariana, what missed opportunities did you see here? Okay, so speaking as somebody who grew up very religious and is no longer religious, but also is super interested in religious cults, I think that there are a lot of missed opportunities that they could have really developed that backstory more and given us more of an insight into Grace's mind post-cult survival. I think that they could have even had specific, not blatant, but specific call-outs to like Heaven's Gate, Jonestown, mm-hmm. Branch Davidians, Waco, Texas, like those specific points in history that really define religious cults as far as how the media portrays them and how we as even just Americans, but the world as a whole, view cults, specifically religious cults. So I feel like they could have developed that backstory for Grace more rather than just, to me, it felt like a convenient underpinning Mm. for her character. And I felt like... Yeah, go ahead. I, I felt like it was almost, in a way, sort of demonizing cult survivors Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I did not view it that way at all. 
it, it, I it, thought it was demonizing little fucking brat kids is what I thought. Well, that too. I mean, <laughs> those kids. I, but yeah, as far as that aspect goes, um, that that's my take on it. So I get that. I think your points are, are totally valid, and I, I'm not going to argue with your opinion, obviously. But when I hear all of that, I think you have a, an interesting perspective, but I think it sounds like you just wanted a different movie. Cause Probably. Because like, those aren't, like, those are interesting ideas, but those are not ideas that this movie is interested in exploring, right? Like, you know what yeah, I mean? I can, I can definitely see that. I mean, and especially once you watch it and you see where the plot twist really is, that's yeah. definitely not what the movie is about. Yeah. But I think just, again, as you said, I was probably hoping for a different movie, but I was yeah. also hoping to have some sort of suspense build up, and I just I didn't feel that at all. So, Carrie, did you... Uh, I was going to jump in and ask another follow-up question, but did you have any thoughts on this? You just got your thinking face on. <laughs> yeah, I am thinking because I also grew up in a very religious um, environment, and I also like am, am fascinated by cults because of the type of environment I grew up in. So, uh, I, like for those who don't know, I'm from a televangelist town, so. I just, you know, I, I see different correlations, but I, I don't know. I am thinking, cause my mind's going in a couple of different places and I do agree to some extent. Like I felt like there could have been more with the cult in the background, not like a ton more, but it was like the same sermon and like in like that same speech at the end and I was like uh, okay like there has to be at least a little bit more she would remember or like be thinking about so yeah I agree with Ariane in that part I think the thing to me is I always find fascinating um because Catholicism is like is it the biggest branch of Christianity is that yeah. correct I think yeah, so that's yeah. correct so I always find it fascinating, and I didn't know if they were doing it on purpose, but I always find it fascinating because I'm trying to think of the nicest way to say this. I feel like people who... You can just, uh, you know, trash the Catholics. <laughs> I grew up Catholic, so, you know. I, I feel yeah. like people from the Catholic Church kind of forget that there's all these other um, sects of Christianity. Oh, we know all about yep. you guys. <laughs> um, and I'm not Catholic anymore, by the way. So I always find it interesting because, like, when I went to Minnesota for our, our grad school, you know, I would talk about being Christian and people just start talking to me like I was, like, Catholic. And I was like, I have no idea what the oh, fuck you're sure, talking sure. about. Yeah. So I think it's, like, this big assumption and so I thought it was very interesting because she, you know, comes from a religious cult. And most of the time they're not Catholic cults mm -hmm. and hers wasn't. And then it was all this like Catholicism, like imagery, like clearly the mom was Catholic and the children were also Catholic. So I thought that oh, that's that true. I didn't even think about that. Like was the crucifixes very, yeah. and stuff. And, you know, the Virgin Mary painting. Well, that, like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's her like being a Catholic 
symbol you mean? But I don't know that particular like, um, image of Mary. Well, that's based. It says based off of Renaissance painting. Is it okay? But yeah, I was gonna say we do not have Mother Mary pictures hanging around in like hmm. other Christian churches. See, I don't even know this stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's like to me, it's always fascinating to see that kind of unfold and part of me wondered if that's why they didn't have more about the cults because like you know i grew up around born agains which are way closer to like cult people than i would say catholics are but mm -hmm. you know you could argue i guess <laughs> <laughs> so it i don't know i'm my mind's kind of going in a couple different places if that makes any sense yeah mm -hmm. i guess i want to go back to ariana I'm oh. in like interview mode because we just Sorry. we just had John Langan on, so I'm like, let me interview you, Ariana, about your feelings <laughs> I know, and okay. we'll get to the root of I, it. I, I know what I was trying to say to wrap it up. <laughs> okay, go. Okay. So um like to me, seeing like Catholic images, they don't really scare me or do anything for me. And I feel like like the the father in the movie asked if she was okay and she was like, Yeah, I'm fine. And you know, she was fine for most of the time looking at the images but i feel like if like that's the thing is like most cults are not going to have pictures of the virgin mary or like the what are the giant crosses crucifixes yeah. yeah they don't have like that sort of imagery so i don't know again some, i'm not some do though like i think there's um, like aren't the oh shit who's the episcopalians aren't they pretty close if i remember correctly aren't they pretty close to catholicism like there, there's some be. there's some protestants that like have all the same imagery mm -hmm. but they they just like have different rules because they didn't believe in you know the the priests should all be male or something along those lines or priests can't marry and so like there's some that really just are offshoots that aren't as radical of offshoots i have the methodist no idea church is kind of like that the methodist church still has cr crosses they don't yeah. depict no. jesus on the cross but that's what i'm yeah that's what i'm saying because i grew up baptist which is really close to methodist and mm -hmm. we have churches but they're not crucifixes like sometimes there there is jesus on the cross but like it's it's a different image and and it's like not yeah. in households like well, we, i feel like every catholic well, house i've been in has like that crucifix like especially yeah. like in the bedroom and again i mean i'm not saying i don't know i just feel like we made you you sparked an idea in my brain but go like, ahead yeah i i just feel like most cults are not catholic and therefore do not use the same imagery is all i'm trying so, to say yeah and i think that's fair and that makes sense so here's the one thing that i would say maybe in defense of the movie so the cult that she's a part of is clearly into like self-flagellation and basically that's uh, true suffering and, and which is a very catholic, catholic thing. thing that's true so yeah. i could see their branch of whatever they are being some kind of extremist guy who who left the catholic church because he's like we have to open the door and the, open okay. the door by All punishing right. ourselves, you know? All right. That's, that's fair. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll go with that. That's fair. Thanks. But I was still, <laughs> I still would just like, like public service announcement that if you're Catholic, don't assume all people who are Christian are Catholic. I would agree and, with that. Right. Um, I don't know. Maybe educate yourself a little bit because. Yeah. Mel Gibson. Like. Yeah fucking mel gibson you know it's melly gibson <laughs> melly <laughs> that's, G. that's just kind of where i'm coming from yeah so ariana you said that there's no suspense in this movie and i 
don't understand that. So, <laughs> like, so I, I mean, and I mean, whatever. Like, people don't connect with, or people connect with different things. I think I wanted to understand like at first what got me through kind of some of the slower parts of the cabin was like okay is the cabin supposed to be haunted there's very subtle implications that there's something else going on so i was like watching for that to be revealed mm -hmm. and then when it turns out that the kids so when when you think potentially that they died i was like oh, I did not expect this movie to go in this direction. What is happening? And, and like that mystery of are they actually dead mm -hmm. kind of kept me like thinking, you know, I, I felt suspense in that I just wanted to figure out is that actually what's going on and, and whatnot. And then when the twist finally comes and I I thought this was... Not to get bogged down in the twist, but I really liked the reveal because it's the kind of twist that it's not just a haha -ha gotcha moment like a lot of horror movie twists where it's in the last five minutes and they're like, by the way, it was all in your head. It's like there are ramifications for this twist and the movie takes that turn and now it's like, yeah, there's no coming back. You guys broke her <laughs> and yeah. you're in trouble now. And I and, and the movie, the tone of the movie is consistent and doesn't kind of laugh in your face like haha we gotcha like and and i really appreciated that aspect but from then on i was like the suspense for me was like oh she's definitely gonna kill them or or whatever or herself you know mm -hmm. so i guess like i don't know if this makes any sense to ask as a question but like why didn't you feel any suspense <laughs> yeah That's... so i mean i appreciate everything that you're saying and i understand where that's coming from um so actually in my notes in my two and a half pages of notes um, mm -hmm. i actually i thought that it was going to be oh no they've actually been dead this whole time and they're in purgatory because right. the little girl mia was so concerned that her mom was caught in purgatory for committing yep. suicide spoiler right. alert but like that's what i had thought would happen and then when i saw that grace was actually going through a psychotic break and this is where my background in psychology comes in when grace was going through her psychotic break i was like what if this is actually all just in grace's mind and she never even went to the lodge. And so I started thinking about that. And then I was building it up in my head as I was watching it. And I was excited for that possibility. And I Ooh, started I like to that. feel, <laughs> I had started to feel I, some suspense around that possibility. Yeah. And then when the twist comes and I found out that it was the kids. And then I realized it was actually a real psychotic break. I kind of saw the logical, irrational <laughs> uh, sequence of events for the psychotic break as it was going to happen mm -hmm. because that was the only next natural progression for somebody going through that who is past that point of no return, who truly thinks that she is dead and that yeah. the people around her are also dead and cannot be harmed. Right. So I think for me, that's where the, the lack of suspense came from is that it was just, while so, I appreciated the 
ingenuity of the twist. And I do think it was delivered really well. It just wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't groundbreaking for me. Yeah, it didn't connect to me. It didn't land. But that's just me. (laughs) Right. So I, I also have some thoughts. I was really annoyed because that house was fucking huge and they only were in like seven rooms, like six rooms in total. And then every time they spanned out, I was like, that's a huge house that wraps around. There's way more rooms than like six rooms. <laughs> that's probably true. So I was kind of pissed off about that the whole time. I was like, why aren't we in mar- the rest of the house? <laughs> why aren't you utilizing this beautiful house yeah. that you're in? I was like, what? There's more rooms than this. Look at the outside. I can tell. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's not much of a lodge no, this is like no. a country getaway yeah it's like yeah yeah that's true so i was annoyed with that but maybe they should have had a different exterior to yeah. this place yeah that's neither here nor there His really actual, the dad's house actually looked more with like a lodge, lodge. Yep. Than, yeah i agree a big lodge yeah i agree but the thing for me is so i definitely I understand what Ariana was saying. Like, there was part of me that was like, it's going to all be in her head. Um, I'm so glad it wasn't. Yeah. I I will say, though, that I was also extremely suspicious, and I told you this right after we finished, but I was extremely suspicious right after Aiden brought her the hot chocolate. Yep. I was like, he drugged her. Yep. Like, I knew it. And so... He has a little smile at that yeah. moment, too. Like, yeah. It's really subtle, but they show up for a second. Yeah. So I was suspicious, like, from then on. Yeah. Um, For me, though, I thought it was suspenseful because, in certain parts, because I grew up in the woods and being in the dark, like, yeah. in an old creepy house at night, that creeps me out. So I thought they did a really good job like with no electricity and like going through the house like that was scary for me um i also like how they utilized the stairs like going up and down the stairs so and that's uh like regards yes like that was suspenseful just creeping along in the house and trying not to run into her yeah (laughs) um but yeah i kind of had a feeling it was all in her head as well like oh when Mia's like running to the bathroom and trying to sneak back out like that was you know I was like she's gonna get you you better hurry up oh yeah oh, we, <laughs> yeah I mean the cinematography as you mentioned Carrie in the in the intro or beginning of this was is so good and when she steps out of the shadows right yeah. behind her yeah. in that moment and her face is all fucked up from yeah. frostbite and stuff and she's got the gun like tucked in her belt it's just so like she is the monster at that mm-hmm. point you know yeah it's mm-hmm. it's great um yeah. So, I had another thing, and I it's gone. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Other than there was way more rooms in that yeah. large ass house. And I'm not so <laughs> I'm not trying to shit on the idea of you know a twist where something is all in the character's head or something. But to me, in horror, I am very over that type of twist. Like I just that would have really taken the wind out of this movie for me because maybe it would have been more of the kind of psychological aspect that you were looking for Ariana, but Mm -hmm. I, one, I just have a gut reaction against movies where the twist is, Oh, by the way, none of this is happening. I just want to be like, you know what? Nope. Don't care about this movie anymore because (laughs) just don't care about it. Like, and so I thought this was a twist, like I said, that kind of had real stakes where, you know, we we then have to re-examine everything that happened and the motivations of the characters become truer and, and all of a sudden plain. And at that point, 
it kind of almost switches, not necessarily switches your allegiance, but you kind of like, so for me, um, because I wasn't sure what was going on. I wasn't necessarily afraid for the kids. Um, I, or sorry, let, let me say that again. Um, <laughs> you're kind of, I don't know. I kind of was, was afraid for, uh, what's, what's her name? I'm, um, Grace. Yeah. I was afraid for Grace. Yeah. And then I was like worried for the kids. Cause I was like, Oh, are they all dead or whatever? Right. Mm-hmm. But then by the end, you're more worried about the kids because she's kind of gone and I still feel bad for her. But then you're like, okay. I didn't really feel bad for the kids. So I was like, of course these little shits did something. <laughs> well, but, but I mean what they've been through, yeah. they're kids, yeah. right? Like, yes, what they did is horrible and their scheming is pretty, pretty, it's smart, but also dumb because yeah. <laughs> it's kid logic. It's like, yeah, it's, it's kid logic to be like, we hate this woman. She is the reason our mom killed herself. So let's fuck with her. And yeah. so, yeah. so I, I kind of see their motivations knowing that they're kids who've been through something and also don't know Grace's exactly. psyche. Yeah. They they just are operating on this kid logic of she's crazy. We're going to fuck with her and make her crazy. And that's as so, far as they thought it through. And then like by the time the twist comes, you're like, I see exactly what they were doing. Now you kids are fucked and yeah. you had no idea. So mm-hmm. I again, okay, again, I have two places I'm going, mm-hmm. two directions. <laughs> um one, was the father supposed to be like a psychiatrist or something? They don't they, explain it. Yeah, he, it's almost like he's supposed to be some sort of journalist, maybe. Yeah. But then he wrote a book on this cult, I think. That's the part okay. I got. Which also shocks me that he left his kids Thank alone you. with her. Thank you. Because that's what I said yeah. to Ben. I was like, honestly. That's fair. <laughs> like, that's what I said to like Ben and you were like telling me to stop talking so we could talk about it today when we we're recording. Yeah. But I was like, I was like shh, 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 shh. we gotta wait. I was like, what is wrong with this dad? Like, I'm sorry, if your ex wife dies right when you're getting a divorce, like you're why would you introduce your girlfriend one? And two, why would you leave them alone? It like, hasn't even been a year. Like you need to yeah. like I'm sorry, worst dad ever. So <laughs> I was more mad at him for the whole movie. Yeah. Um, and I was like, why aren't the kids messing with him? Like, that's who I would have been messing yeah. with. Whatever. Yeah. Well, to be fair. To be fair. To be, to fair, be fair. Grace is hiding stuff from him. That's true. That he doesn't that know true. about. She's hiding her medication. So That's true. But but still, as a parent, I don't think that was the smartest of moves. Oh, no, no I would agree. But there are some pretty fucking dumb parents out there. Yes. I think I I would put this in the camp of believable because this guy. Uh... Well, I think like you said earlier, Ben, he's operating with the knowledge he has. Yeah. Just like and the kids are. I think he's are. a bit naive. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just what I was saying is I think he's operating with the knowledge that he has. Um, as far as Grace's mental stability goes, but I also really quickly, and this might be a diversion to what we're talking about, but I kind of want to call out the, the way that this movie approaches mental health mm-hmm. is interesting because it's true that a lot of people hide their medications or their, right. their, their habits from their loved ones to, you know, put them at ease and let them feel like they're doing better than they are. Um, But also at the beginning, 
where the mother commits suicide, the fact that they chose the method that they chose her to commit suicide by is interesting because that's very, very uncommon for women mm-hmm. to shoot themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, and yeah. I actually, I looked up statistics so I could have accurate yeah. current statistics. I mean, in 2018, as far as suicide by firearms, only 13% of the suicides in the U.S. committed by women were by firearm. Yeah. I do know that. Was, yeah. But how, so how, just out of curiosity, do you have like raw numbers of how many that, it's going to be super depressing. So sorry yeah. everyone who's listening. So yeah, definite, I mean, we should have said this in the beginning, but definite trigger warning here. Yeah. But, um, so in total, um, there were 24,432 suicides in 2018 in the U.S. committed suicides by firearm. Gotcha. Um, of that 24,432, 3,331 of those firearm-based suicides were females. So she could be one of those. She could be. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) she definitely could be. It's just, it was interesting to me that that's the method that they chose because it's especially violent. And I think... And I might be reading far into far too far into this, but I, I think it speaks well to how I think her name was Laura. Yeah. How Laura seemed so calm on the outside in that few yeah. minutes that we knew her and how turbulent she felt inside. Yeah. So I we gotta talk about Alicia Silverstone. Um oh. because man, she she I one, I didn't actually recognize her. Um, but she does an amazing job in this movie. I'm like, holy shit, Mm -hmm. be in more things, Alicia Silverstone. She (laughs) is awesome. Um, but yeah, she's in this movie for like five minutes and yeah, she kills herself and the mom obviously hangs over this movie because she's ultimately like the motivation for the kids to do what they do and all their feelings and everything. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, the kids already didn't like grace anyway but now they blame her for her mom their mom committing suicide but and and i apologize this is probably gonna offend a lot of people i know people who've committed suicide so this is not a commentary on uh uh like people who commit suicide this is this is a comment about this particular character uh i was like she i have so many it's like this movie's like real (laughs) And like how it's impacting me and my view towards that character. Like I'm so angry at the mom for what mm-hmm. she did because it's like you in a, and as you said, like in the most brutal way possible, she kills herself and like, she's setting up the scene too. Like yeah. she takes off her, her necklace. She's fixing the books on the shelf or on the stand and stuff. And then she sits down and just bam. And she's also got the news playing and stuff. And yeah. like, I'm like, you just did that to your kids too. You know, like again, mm-hmm. not a commentary on suicide or suicidal people. I know there's mental health issues here that we're talking about, but this particular character in this particular movie in this fictional world, I'm like, I hate the mom 
for what she yeah. does. Like, and the, the kids are kids. And so they're not going to see that. But like, I kind of appreciate the complexity that the movie makes me feel like that emotional complexity of like, I know I sympathize with the kids, but I, also I hate that character. And like, yeah, I do agree. They do a really good job with the complexity for mm -hmm. all the characters. Yeah. Um, and so many feelings <laughs> and that's kind of what i was going like thinking about as well as because a lot of you know i listen to a lot of true crime um and i am also a child of divorce and like I, that's very common um for children to like pick a side and yeah. also for and i could see the mom doing this in this case like kind of in some ways brainwashing the children right. against their dad right like um, her act is yes. is about that well not mm -hmm. just that but even like prior to that like yeah her kind of saying yeah. stuff about the girlfriend oh, and yeah. turning them against her and that's kind of where i was coming from because they called her a psychopath and i was like that's not something the kids would automatically know unless their mom told right. them right right so right. that's why for me when mia said like that it was all for mommy i was like of course it was like she it, it's like all another version of like brainwashing happening mm. from yeah. like you know I like what you yeah I like mm -hmm. that I mean and and I think man that really to me ties together why she kills herself in that way because it is not necessarily about her not wanting to live anymore this seems to be then like this is a violent act as like a big fuck you yeah. to yeah. her husband and this woman correct and I yeah. think in that way then she's setting up for the kids to forever hate this woman and the father correct and yeah. man that's a hateful act then so now mm -hmm. i understand why i'm so mad at her yeah, yeah. exactly i will <laughs> so, say sorry yeah, no um, no no i I've, I've talked enough you go ahead <laughs> i will say that i definitely felt the most in this movie at the beginning um yeah especially right when laura commits suicide my immediate thought was oh my god her kids are probably the one that found her yeah <laughs> same yeah yeah for sure um and then mia's very real reaction the night of the funeral where she's sobbing yeah. about her mother being caught in purgatory even mm -hmm, though she right. might not know the words but like i think this also was partially just because of how i was raised as a as a catholic as a small child even though i don't practice anymore and i'm not catholic anymore mm -hmm. like that was a very real fear that i had as a kid um and yeah. so i think for me like that's where i felt the most in this movie was was at the beginning yeah i felt so bad when mia was crying and you know, she was uncontrollable about her mom because, yeah, I was also raised very religious. And if that would have happened to me, I mean, we also were taught that killing yourself is a sin. Um, mm -hmm. We didn't call it purgatory, but yeah, it would have brought in a lot of questions if I was a child. Like, yeah, yeah. where you did know? mommy go? Right. Yeah. You know what just thought like the thought that just crossed my mind with this whole sin suicide sort of dichotomy is mm -hmm. go with me on this 
train <laughs> on this thought train here because I haven't verbalized this on the paper yet, so it's not it might not be eloquent. <laughs> but okay, so in the in the Catholic faith or in many faiths, committing suicide is considered a sin of some sort. Mm-hmm. But in this cult that Grace was a part in, where they all committed suicide, they had mm-hmm. sin written on their mouths in right. tape. Mm-hmm. To me, I took that as they are silencing their sins by committing suicide. But to me now looking at it, it's just strange that it's, it's the same sin, but somehow not a sin in this cult. Right. That's like cult logic. Yeah, no, totally. (laughs) But yeah, I, I I like what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was thinking the same thing. And I, I'm with you, and I'm I'm not quite sure I've puzzled it out yet, but it's almost mm-hmm. like, because the preacher keeps saying, you know how to open the door, you know? And so it's like, the sin thing, you know, it's through self-punishment and basically self-eradication uh, that they can make it to heaven, right? So, right. and I think this is, you know, for these kind of suicide cults, it's similar where, well, I shouldn't say that. I don't, I'm not an expert in cults, but like... I think that's an idea out there that, that, you know, the self-flagellation, the self-harm and all that stuff is about cleansing the soul and all that stuff and, uh, you know, trying to eradic- er, rid yourself of original sin and Catholicism and that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. I just think that's really interesting when you look at, like, what the mom did, you know, her the mom's suicide compared to the cult suicide to, you know, what Grace ends up doing at the end, which is actually, you know, murder-suicide. But, but, you know, there's just... I'm sorry. You said that it's for original sin? Yeah. That's what Catholics believe? Well, Catholics believe you're born with original sin. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. Original sin means that you are born a sinner. You are born with sin. And the only way to get to heaven is through Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, and then you're you're baptized as an infant, ideally, to cleanse the sins that you are... are... so different. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yep. Yeah. so different okay yeah. all right yeah without and, baptism you still have your original sin and you cannot get to heaven yeah and but then That's the so idea weird. is okay yeah sorry that for all you're baptized Catholics. after you're baptized you commit all of you know normal human sins and the right. idea is that you confess to those sins and as you do that you are then allowed into heaven interesting yeah. yep Oh, that's way different. <laughs> we'll talk about it sometime. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll have a, yeah, yeah. That's way different. <laughs> I've memory dumped most of my upbringing, like, it, of, of the, the religious stuff. Oh, yeah, because you said that, and I was like, wait, what is original of, sin? Yeah. What is this? Ten years of Catholic school for me, and I still, like, only remember pieces of uh, the whole deal. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's still there. It's lodged in my brain. Mm-hmm. Wow. It never okay. goes away. Yeah. Sorry, I learned new stuff today, guys. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for listening to the Catholic podcast. And, oh, thanks. Uh, yeah. yeah. There's definitely a Catholic <laughs> podcast out there. And oh, all they yeah. do is just like. Totally. Yeah. It's probably the most boring podcast you've ever heard. If it's anything so like spam church, for Catholics. <laughs> if it's anything like church. Probably. <laughs> oh, yeah. boy. I just offended a whole lot of people. I probably it was worth it. did it was worth too. It. Yeah. I was actually gonna say like that was one of the scariest parts for me and I had to like check myself really quick because again I wasn't raised that way but like the shrine I forgot that like shrines are 
Catholic thing, and I was like, oh, like it skipped me at first, and then I was like, oh wait, it's it's fine, it's it's fine. Uh, Ariana, are shrines really a Catholic thing? I mean, the altars are a Catholic. That's, like um, I thought you lit candles for people, and so oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah, is yeah. true. We do have That's the true. candles at the saints. I, I I don't remember calling them shrines. Yeah. And I don't remember the exact Sorry, words, that's but at least... what uh, us Baptists... Because, <laughs> yeah. okay. you know, Baptists think that Catholics are heathens. I'm just throwing it out there. That's fine. In the church that I grew up in, it was more of like an alcove. And there yeah. would be, like, depictions it... of the saint that you were praying to. You could light a candle for whoever you were lighting a candle for. Right. It's so interesting and weird. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Catholic talk. This is our podcast Sorry. now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, so Q and A with non-Catholics. Yeah. What other questions you have? Write in. So yeah, we were taught that Catholics are like big sinners because they pray to idols and mm. like view like icons. Oh, the saints, right? Yeah, the yeah. saints as idols because you know there's no other idol before me, kind of. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. this is like fascinating to me. Yeah, it's really interesting when you compare all these different views and these different like these different rules that people kind of invent yeah Yeah. (laughs) no totally Uh, you know it's funny though because being raised catholic i maybe part of me is also connecting with that whole self-punishment self-hatred kind of thing here because i i think you're right this is a very catholic themed movie but in a way that i've never really seen it before yeah yeah you know it's it's to me, it's doing those interesting things with the the ideas, and they're coming back, and I didn't feel like it was hitting me over the head with anything, but, like, no. there's points, you know, like, at the end when Grace is has lost it, and she's like, you have to burn the doll because you can't have idols and all this stuff. I yeah. was like, I, I liked the way those things kind of came back as she's, and she's kneeling and burning herself on the log from the fire, and it's really painful to watch, but I was like, I, I know this. I grew, <laughs> I grew up with these types of, not in this extreme way, but like that whole kind of idea of denial of the self, you know, the flesh is evil, like yeah. human body is bad. Like those are very Catholic themes. You know what I mean? Wow. We were raised so differently. Yeah. Well, Whoa. and then when, when Grace was on the logs and she was saying like she was repenting for lies desire and i think it was like fornication right yep there we go that's a thing whoa i mean they're out of wedlock at this point yeah yeah exactly (gasps) whoa (laughs) we just blew carrie's mind we've been together what 11 years at this point we've never had this conversation about our upbringings not to this extent (laughs) i've never like really understood Oh man. No, yeah. you're this that's really what this listen. This is so, a marriage podcast yeah. actually. It's about us learning about each other a That's little bit interesting. More. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This is this is very interesting. I don't want to keep What other questions do you have? No, let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> I don't want to keep talking. I don't want to keep talking about religion cuz I mean this movie is very religious, yeah. but like yeah. I cuz I was about to compare it to like how I grew up, but I I feel like we're going too far to the right yeah okay i have a way to get us back in all right so uh another reason i fucking hate these kids they straight up killed that dog yeah Yeah. like yeah yeah straight up killed that dog at least mia was actually really upset about that and you could tell that aiden 
was totally whatever he did he's the one who did it you know because he's just like when when grace came back with the dog he just said like oh fuck mm-hmm. yeah and i'm like did he what did he what do you think he did do you think he just let it out but yeah but but wouldn't well, you have wouldn't it have been barking outside you know what i mean like he did he drown it maybe oh shit maybe. i don't know well mia said that she had left the door open yeah i that's what I, I was know. like. I, I thought she, maybe she was lying. She's got to be lying. Well, she was in the midst. Of, like, you, you could tell that when she's crying next to Grace, like it, that's when it became very real for her as mm-hmm. far as yeah. what they had done. Yeah. So I don't know if in that moment, if Mia would have the capacity to lie about something like that and cover for Aiden. Yeah, I, that's what I was thinking maybe. too. Yeah, but I don't know. It just seems too... Like his reaction seems too different to hers and i don't know maybe who knows maybe fucking aiden lied to mia about it you know and said oh you left the door open or something you know maybe i don't I know i also want to know when he, these fucking he kids he had sorry, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> well i was just gonna say he wouldn't he i don't think he would even admit to his own sister that he killed that dog because i, I don't think not. she would agree to it so I could totally see him being like, oh, I think you left the door open, you know? Mm, yeah, that's true. Just a theory. Just a theory. There's no there's no real evidence for it. But his reaction just tells me that he knows more. He He's not shocked at all when that dog is found. No, not at all. Um, I was just going to say, I one thing I question with this movie is when the kids have the time to make an obituary <laughs> i was wondering about that too. and also when they have the time to go outside and make a million snow angels without that Grace part noticing, i saw yeah 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 i the I, snow yeah. angels i'm with you the other stuff they've known about this trip for months so that's true they could have made it, it was, before they left it was thanksgiving when i think they are invited so i think they've planned this out long at like well ahead of time and you that's really why think so? Oh, yeah. I mean, they've got the dollhouse. Remember, I, I think that's what the dollhouse is used for, is to show us that they've planned this out. So they they arrange the dolls, you uh, know, right. as yeah. they're scheming. Yeah. And that's yeah. why the that's dolls look point. that way. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think they've yeah. printed all this stuff out. They've hid it in the basement uh, with, you know, after that's where they take all the stuff down and all that. So, so I, I, but the snow angels to your point, that one where I, I wrote in my notes this time, I was like, <laughs> yeah, when did they, when do they have time to do that? Cause it's, it's a snowstorm the night that, that they drug her. So mm-hmm. it couldn't have been then because all those snow angels would have been filled in. So at some point, maybe in the night they sneak out and I don't know, but that's, it's a lot of that's snow angels in that's very cold weather. How yeah, did they not, ha- how did they not get their, how do people do snow angels without getting their feet prints all over the place? That's what I want to know. It's a fair know. point. They would have been, there would have been footprints everywhere. Mm-hmm. How'd they do that? Um, I think it was actually a matte painting in the actual movie. Gotcha. Are you like, making that up? No, it looks like it. Oh. I mean, I don't know. I don't know that much about VFX, but, uh, I'm going to say it was, it, it just looked like a painting to me. Gotcha. Yeah. So, but that's a key point. Yeah, that's a good point. Plot hole. Where's the footprints? <laughs> Hashtag where's the footprints? <laughs> um, you know what I wanted more of? Which you guys are going to be like weirded out. I wanted more of her nose bleeding. Yeah. Because I wanted to really... know the cause. Yeah. It was yeah. very. So she starts getting a nosebleed at dinner. And when... then 
Yeah. They're having sex and well, so the dad and Grace are having sex and she starts laughing. And then he says, you're going to get a nosebleed. Yeah. Do her capillaries explode when she's happy? I don't get it. I think, yeah, it's not, nothing really happens with it except that it's like an excuse for her to look slightly scarier for the kids at the end, I think. Yeah. I took it to be like, you know, movie logic where it's like she, as she gets upset or stressed, she gets nosebleeds. Is that a thing? I don't know. Maybe. It can be. I mean. That's how I took it. Also, I, I love how they always had her like physically so she wasn't only like mentally separated from the group but like physically yeah Mm -hmm. like they left her outside a lot Mm -hmm. like she was always like alone i i thought that was really well done um and then now i'm looking at my notes i'm like why didn't this bitty ever go down to the basement like well they had a block like so even i know that they hit it but i'm like i'm like I would have gone down to the basement. I would have. I thought that this time watching it, when yeah. I, when it, because this was my second time watching it, and I was like, "Biddy, rip this house apart!" Like, yeah, right. it's here. You just gotta find it. I would. Right. I would have fucking obsessed over that. Yeah, that's I what been I mean. Like, I'm. I would have been like, I'm getting a fucking hammer and I'm going at the walls and the floorboards because you guys are fucking with me. Yeah, I would well, have especially been like, if. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> See, I don't know, honestly, if I was her, because I worked at a daycare, and I know you gotta take things away that kids like, so I'd have grabbed that doll and been like, I'm burning this unless you get our stuff. And I would have fucking burned the doll and been like, go find (laughs) my shit. And then with the kid, I would have, like, taken his cell phone and, like, thrown it in the, like, freezing lake. Yeah. Like, that's how you handle children. You take take their shit. You take away the stuff they like. Yeah. Take their shit. I've made so many little boys cry for taking away their Game Boys. I'm just saying. So we we are at about an hour, so I'm going to try to wrap us up so we can get to the end stuff. So, yeah, if you've listened to this and you haven't watched the movie, well, we're just going to I'm just going to quickly spoil the the very end because uh, dad just, you know, has a sense that something's wrong. And by that time he gets there and yeah, it goes down and he gets his head blowed off. And and that's, you know. Then, you know, we get a little song, you know? We definitely sang that in church. Yeah. Did you sing that in church, Ariana? Um, I don't remember that specific hymn. I don't think it's a Catholic hymn. It's not a Catholic Because we sang that one. But I've sung in a couple of other churches choirs, most recently like a Methodist church choir. Again, not Methodist, but I just sing for them <laughs> but yeah, you, got, you uh, gotta get your vocal cords in there somehow you know you know somehow um <laughs> get your vocal uh, exercise yeah i don't know why i'm doing weird accents today go ahead that's fine get um, your vocal exercise you know you gotta do what you gotta do <laughs> so um i have sung that in a methodist church before. yeah because we sang it so I was raised Baptist, but it was super close to Methodist because we did like the Advent candles and stuff, which mm. oh, is yeah. not a typical Baptist thing. It's more of a Methodist thing. But, you know, we still believed that you can always be baptized again. Yeah. I just I just really enjoy the final scene where it's just a real fucked up scene where they're just sitting around that table dad is propped up in his head they show him from behind and his head is empty yeah and yeah. the kids are just they know it's pretty much over i just i thought 
I feel like the dad did not handle that well. Oh, no, not at all. No. But again, I guess he, well, you know, he was going on the information he had. Like, yep. the kids kept telling him he everything. Her, which is so sad. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. the kids were telling him everything's fine. Yep. Like, she told him everything was fine. Yep. Um, yeah. So. Well, that's like, it's that moment where in a different movie, right? Yeah. She puts the gun down. Yeah. But that's not this movie and 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 no it, i was glad she did oh yeah yeah but you know what i mean like in his mind in his mind he's in the hallmark movie yeah he's yeah. like hold on we just gotta we love each other you are rational you've escaped the cult you know we've lived together for a while or we've been together for a while he's not gonna grab the gun like because he's not afraid of her right yeah. and he's not gonna be i mean he's decided to marry her despite obviously her trauma and everything so he's that's what to me is so sad about that ending and so dark about it is that he's just giving him he's he's really trusting her in that moment and boy he really shouldn't right so yeah i I was gonna say though really quick is so when she when grace is in the attic with the kids she does say a line about how she like or maybe it was a little bit before that but it was during this whole like her officially losing it losing it um and she mentioned a line about like why did he leave me here and i thought that that was very poignant because not only is it like survivor Mm. guilt for like surviving the cult and not being chosen to go with the cult but it was like it's like a, a traumatizing like a like igniting situation because the boyfriend left her again and so now she's going through like another extremely you know, extreme situation where she's been left again by another male. I don't know. Yeah. I thought that was no, a great, yeah. like, little line that I wanted to mention. It's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote that one down, too. <laughs> I, well, I was going to say, like, Ariana, did you have anything else about the ending before? I mean, I think just me and by heart, I, I feel bad for the kids that they pushed it so far. But to our point earlier, they were operating with the knowledge that they had, which was very limited and on their own feelings. So in their minds, it never went that far. Right. Like the possibility of their dad being shot in the head and them both dying was never even a possibility in their minds. So like I, I left feeling bad for the kids, but also like recognizing that that was the only real consequence for how far it had gone for grace. Do you guys think like, what do you think? I, I have a theory on, on, on their, their plan. Like I just don't, I think that they were operating on kid logic and I don't think they had a real plan for like an end game. You know, I think they were just like, we're going to fuck with her. But like, do you guys think what were they like trying to get her to kill herself or just, be crazy enough for their dad to to see that she's crazy or something like like other than fucking with her do you think they they had a deeper goal that they were going for i don't i don't know i i think this is my inner optimist (laughs) speaking (laughs) i'd like to believe that they weren't trying to push her to kill herself only because of what their mom went through so but i also I I don't know. I don't know. There was something Aiden said that made me think that was his goal. 
and I don't think that is necessarily Mia's goal. Like, he might have, like, downplayed it. But I feel like either of those options would be relevant. Like, yeah. I have a new theory. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Um, like, I, I think that they just wanted to get rid of her. And that could have been her killing herself. Could have been her leaving. Yeah. I mean, it is for mommy. So. Right. I, you know. Yeah, and and Mia even says we did it for mommy, right? Yeah. So I guess my my new theory, as as you were talking, I was thinking about what the kids say, and I think my new theory is that they wanted her to admit that she was responsible. Definitely, yeah. Because mm-hmm. when Aiden fake hangs himself, oh yeah, because they keep saying repent. He says you need to repent. Yeah. You need to confess. And so I guess maybe in their minds, they're like, we just want her to admit that she is the reason our mom killed herself. She's horrible. Yeah. And that's probably as far as they thought to take it. Yeah. Because as soon as she starts to really punish herself and they they see real danger. Right. Yeah. Then they're like, we got to stop this. And they, they try to stop it. But uh, yeah. yeah, she's she's beyond help at that point. Right. Mm hmm. All right, so it's about wrap-up time, and we have two questions that we need to answer. And first, was this movie scary? I've already given my verdict on this, but... (laughs) Go for it. Overall, I would say no. Um, Going back to my previous statement, I might retract that I didn't feel any suspense at all. I did feel some suspense. I wore you down. You did wear me down a little bit. (laughs) I'll give you that much. Um, I think the suspense was mostly out of concern. Yeah. But I wouldn't say that it's, I wouldn't say that it was scary. I, I, yeah. Okay. Scary, scary is a, uh, it's a tough term. Every time we get to this question, there's always like, well, is the movie trying to be scary? I, I think in the sense that I'm scared for the characters at various points, I would say, yes, it's scary. It, it doesn't scare me. But I was scared for the characters at points. Like by the end, I was like scared for the kids and stuff. And I was I was honestly a little bit scared for her because this is the type of movie where at the start I see how how like (laughs) I'm kind of a sap in some ways. And I want a happy ending for characters that I can really empathize with Mm -hmm. and I empathize a lot with all these characters, even though, you know, I kind of hate them for the choices that they make. But at the same time, I'm like, I want everyone in this family to talk to each other and get along and and move on and and heal. heal. (laughs) Yeah. But that's not what this movie's going to do. So I think in that way, you know, I was scared for those characters because it's like, I don't want you to end up where I think you're going to end up. Yeah. I will say this movie's creepy. Yeah. Again... Like, sometimes the dark still freaks me out. I'll admit it. Yeah. I'm a grown woman. I don't care. <laughs> sometimes the dark can be creepy, especially when the wind's a howling and it's creaking. <laughs> That's true. Oh, yeah. I mean, I love, I didn't say this, but I love a good winter horror movie. Yeah. Or just winter horror story. Yeah. Like, there's not enough. I mean, the snow, the isolation. Yeah. I love space horror and iso- I just love isolation horror in general, yeah. like yeah. aquatic horror, all that stuff. And, and I mean, where in life are you more isolated in everyday life than in the winter? Truth. Like mentally, emotionally, physically. Yeah. No, that's very true. It's just a bleak time. Yeah. I love that they were playing OG, like the thing. Yeah. 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 (laughs) It was good. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, but yeah, I wasn't like scared, but I was definitely feeling the suspense and creeped out. So, yeah. 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 All right. Our second question. Does this movie have lasting appeal? You know, I would watch it again. So I'll say yes. Yeah. Um, Because I think what you said is true. Like, this kind of does a bridge between, like, folk horror and, like, that isolation horror. Yeah. Um, And I think that you're right. There are a lot of people who really like that isolation horror that you were just mentioning. So I think you'll definitely be in the canon for that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you guys probably know my answer at this point. I do think this movie has <laughs> lasting appeal. I think that the as i said i think it's it's got the type of twist where it's a to me a sort of character driven twist as opposed to just a strictly plot driven twist that's how i read it anyway because it really does make you reassess what's going on with these characters and i like that it it is more of a realistic horror than a supernatural horror and it, it plays that game with you but i don't think it loses anything for me anyway i don't think it loses anything by uh, going for more the the realistic approach, uh, and, and I I just thought it was it was a smart way to to unfold the story and everything. So I think I also think if you um I was gonna say if you know if you've seen the trailer, I actually think the movie's better because it doesn't go where you think it might go based on that. But if you if you don't know anything about the movie and you go in blank i could see how it's a different experience you know what i mean right i sat down to watch it the first time and i was like okay here we go i i expected to f highly dislike this movie because i fully expected like a cheaper twist and some kind of like okay the cult guy or whatever is or no i thought it was going to be like a possession story because of the way the trailer made it out to be mm -hmm. so i thought it was going to be like she's being possessed by some guy because they show this preacher guy in the trailer but very briefly mm. i was like okay this is going to be a possession story and she's going to be haunted and they have that line in the trailer that's like you're the one walking around all night you know blah 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 so right. I was like okay here we go and then it was completely different so yeah, I mean, if you've listened to the podcast, you can't just go back and watch the trailer and watch the movie. But <laughs> I think if people have that experience and they find this movie that way, I think it's it's a good ride to me. Maybe that's part of my issue because I went into it cold. Yeah. So I, I didn't have the perceived disappointment to build me back up. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. So, um, I mean, for me personally... Um, I wouldn't go back to watch this movie just for funsies. Um, but <laughs> if I had, if I had another friend over and, you know, they wanted to watch something that they hadn't seen before that has a different twist than what they're used to, then, you know, I wouldn't be entirely disappointed in them for choosing this movie because I do see the merits. And as we said in the beginning, it's yeah. shot beautifully the acting is great I, like i said before the scoring of the music is amazing which you know i always look for um mm -hmm, so cinematography. i do think the cinematography <laughs> <laughs> i i do think that it does have merit as a movie that can last and sort of yeah. hopefully stand the test of time overall outside of my own personal very biased opinion yeah I just have to ask Carrie, were you like waiting to like say that at the end to be like, I can say it all the way through? 
No. <laughs> you said it very clear and it was, you did. It was good. You did it. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I was just imagining you like the whole time being like, I can do this. No, <laughs> no, I gave up. It. I gave up like immediately after I said the word. I was like, it's I'm done. Of, it's that kind of thing where like you say a word wrong once and then it's gone. Like you have to take a break from that word for a while and be like, I'll get it later. Yeah. It's gone. I, I just, that's when I'm like, I'm a hillbilly. I accept oh, my man. fate. I accept. <laughs> it's fine. All right. So some factoids for reference here. I could not find the budget for this movie anywhere. I tried to find it. My guesstimate would be about $10 million. That's my guess. Maybe, maybe $5 million. So I don't, it's not a very big budget movie. I'd say it's pretty low budget. Um, I'd say 10 million tops. 15 tops. I don't know. But uh, it's mostly on streaming anyway. Um, so I, you know, I'm not going to find a lot of detail here. The USA gross was $2 million. The worldwide gross was $3 million. Uh, That's not so good. That's sad. Not good. No. Again, this came out 2020. We've said this pretty much all season that this is the, you know, it's we're, a shit year. we're looking back at the year of COVID. So mm-hmm. we're going to see some sad numbers here. And I, I just don't think these numbers are particularly telling. But at the same time, there also weren't that many reviews for this movie so i don't really think it's particularly popular in general rotten tomatoes critic score 74 percent, so did well with critics yeah rotten tomatoes audience score 51 percent. so ariana you've got your camp of people out there who agree with you. <laughs> so i may you know for in the terms of the audience i guess i'm i'm not in the minority technically but i feel like this is like me as well because i'm like eh, i like it but eh, hmm. you'd give it a 50 percent. i don't know if i'd give it a 50 i feel like i would give of, it you 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 watch these movies that we do on this show okay yeah yeah <laughs> compared to some other movies Crawl, that we have watched. i would definitely rather watch this one yeah okay all right <laughs> uh imdb score 6.1 out of 10 so a little bit better all right now we are going to go to these very people who are are rating this movie so we're going to the amateurs but uh the everyday people so what are they going to tell us how do they feel about this movie i grabbed uh a handful i tried to keep it short so i think i've got five to go over i'm gonna start with the positives okay so this one uh this was from rotten tomatoes this is five out of five stars stephen J. this is not the best horror film of 2020 That goes to The Invisible Man, but it is the scariest. The film dives right into great symbolism and then uses it later on to give a foreboding atmosphere that is defiantly disturbing. I think that's supposed to say definitely. In some ways, this is more disturbing than Goodnight Mommy, but Goodnight Mommy takes the cake here. I did enjoy this one, just like Goodnight Mommy. Both keep you holding a pencil tight. The reason I picked this one is... Holding a pencil tight? Is that something people say? I've never heard that before. <laughs> Holding up. A- I also was. I mean, we were taking notes, so. Yeah. I also had to pull the cat away from chewing on a magnet, so I. Just now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Um, I feel like that was more suspenseful than holding up tight to a pencil like <laughs> i mean like i've heard of white knuckling something yeah. so maybe yeah. that's supposed to be what they mean do you think this person carries around a comfort pencil oh oh they're like i gotta grip my pencil tight here we go uh, i'm in for a ride um hey <laughs> see i feel like that's a way more accurate suspense um telling your cat no <laughs> i don't know if i would is it suspenseful because you don't know if he's gonna get the magnet yeah 
<laughs> oh, my cat just screams at me if I tell her no. So. <laughs> oh man. All right. So let's do another positive one. Uh, there's no name on this one. Uh, but this is five out of five stars. So five, keep it in mind. Five out of five stars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no name. Why did you say keep that in mind? <laughs> Those kids had it coming. Oh. Five stars. <laughs> oh my goodness that was the evilest laughter i've ever done yeah that's it that's the whole review like fuck those kids i i actually for a millisecond had that thought when they were sitting at the table oh, at totally. the end i was like well like, that's what you get little fuckers it's like that's why you don't mess with people just yep. saying yep i hope you learned your lesson that was, i did think that for a couple yep. of seconds i just like those kids had it coming and that's the entire review i'm kind of scared about this person and they didn't put their name on it so i'm like i hope they probably work at a daycare so they know exactly like (laughs) they've got a lot of rage that they're yeah they see it every day yes yes do you think think a parent wrote that no totally totally (laughs) yeah oh man you know what that just made me question though so with the movie sorry to go back to this yeah but at the end scene, uh, before the end, actually, where she shoots the father. Yeah. Um, she tries to shoot herself, and the chamber oh, yeah, is empty. Yeah. And then she shoots him. I have a theory about this. But then, but then at the end, when they show the gun, there's only two bullets in the chamber. Hmm. So... Oh, I didn't notice that. Was she yeah. actually planning on shooting both of the kids and then living... Or was, or were there actually three bullets, and the third wasn't shown? Oh, see, I didn't. I would have to watch that again, so I can't answer because I don't actually know. But if it, if you saw two bullets in the revolver chamber, then mm-hmm. there's probably one. Well, shit, actually, no. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think there would be one in the chamber, technically. Oh, it depends on what kind of gun it is, because some of them rotate as you. I was gonna say, if she pulls the hammer back and it rotates. Uh, yeah, good question. I don't know, actually. Hmm. But my theory for why, because I thought you were going to say, why didn't it go off when she tried to kill herself? And I don't know for sure, but my theory is that she didn't actually have the, I think she had it on a half cock. Maybe. So I don't think she had it totally cocked when she tried to kill herself. Mm. Um, Because he's very clear, you have to pull the hammer all the way back. And then when she tries to kill herself, it's a very light click. And True. I was like, that didn't sound like, and I, I wasn't paying that much attention to it even this time because I kind of forgot that happened. Mm. Yeah. But when she cocks it again and shoots him, it's a very hard, like, she pulls it all the way back for sure. So I was like, I had a theory that maybe. That I mean, I could see that if you're, like, using that one hand, like, and you're yeah. holding it at that angle, like, you wouldn't mm-hmm. get it all the way. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. So I don't know, but that's a, that's a good point. That's a good question. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I guess we have to rewatch it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I have one more positive review that I think you guys are going to like. Uh, this is from IMDb. This is a 10 out of 10. This is RJ's movie. So <laughs> this is like one of those poems that starts with the first line. So the title is, I really wanted to, dot, dot, dot. I really wanted to watch this movie tonight, but my date got so drunk at dinner, she got up twice to puke, and we missed the movie. <laughs> I'm not done. I'm not done. And now I'm home and she's passed out. But it'll be a 10. I just know it. So you never That's even watched review. it. 10 out of 10. I really wanted to watch this movie, but my date puked. We didn't watch it. 
it's probably gonna be good 10 out of 10 <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome got up twice to puke by the way oh man uh. so yeah that's a good one classic um all right let's look at some negatives so uh these are both from imdb uh one out of ten this is from p minsky you know you need a refresher course in parenting when <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> so what if my ex-wife the mother of my two young children blew her brains out just seven months ago after finding out i'm marrying my new teenage girlfriend I think I'll take my grieving kids and said new girlfriend, the only surviving member of a suicidal cult, to a remote cabin, then leave the three of them there for several days while I run a work errand. What could possibly go wrong? One out of ten. I mean, he's not wrong. No. It's valid. <laughs> it's valid. Wrong, yeah. But, eh, I forgive it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I mean, people are stupid. Like, that's just a fact of life. Yeah, I'm it is sorry. a fact yeah. of life. Uh... <laughs> This is my favorite. This might be my favorite one that we've done on the show so far. So this is another one out of ten. Also from IMDb. Uh, this is from Rep nine two three eight eight. Like I don't okay. know, it's like representative of uh, something, <laughs> but whatever. Title: Absolutely terrible. Why was there so many turkeys? <laughs> so does every person at the dinner table get their own turkey? I'm just wondering because there was only a four person family, and I have counted seven turkeys. <laughs> Seems a bit excessive, but that could just be me. Did anyone else have an issue with this? Because I haven't stopped thinking about it since I saw the film. <laughs> One out of ten. <laughs> Couldn't get past the turkey. This movie sucks. <laughs> There's, they're not real turkeys, dude. So, rep, they show that they're like clearly plastic turkeys that are like I was. I did think it was kind of weird that they hung plastic turkeys. Oh, totally. Yeah. But I was like, well, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Some people have weird holiday traditions. Yeah. That's that hilarious. That 100% would have been my review if I had watched this drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. What's with all these turkeys? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> they put the turkeys on their heads at one point in that home video. They're wearing turkey hats. Right. Yeah. That's so funny. That's <laughs> they were really wearing turkey hats, I guess, question mark? Yeah. <laughs> that's my favorite thing ever. Oh, man. That's it for my reviews. Yeah. Beautiful. I loved it. <laughs> All right. So, um, Ariana, we're coming to the end of our episode. Is there anything you want to tell our listeners about? Anything you're up to? Anything? I don't know. Um. Well, usually here I would, I would plug... <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, just... I didn't want to like give her ideas. I was trying to <laughs> step back. You got going on, or what's, what's this over here? This shiny. I, I was, yeah. I was gonna start listing things, and I was like, no, I'm not gonna be that person. I'm gonna just back off. Yeah, I know you got this going on and yeah. this going on. Yeah. Uh, usually, I would use this time to talk about uh, work and and plugging fundraisers, but. Um... I'll go a little bit more personal this time. Mm. So uh, Carrie and Ben are both aware that I am currently going through treatment for uh, a rare tumor called a desmoid tumor. Mm -hmm. um, and it is a non-malignant sarcoma. Um, it's only diagnosed in two to four million people at this point. Um, it's diagnosed between nine and 1100 times per year in the U S. Mm. Um, so pretty rare. Um, 
So I just like to plug, you know, some awareness around rare diseases in general, which you can find more about at nord.org. Um, but you can also specifically find out more about desmoid tumors at dtrf.org. That's the desmoid tumor research foundation.org. Um, to find out more about desmoid tumors, just how they present or, you know, what they mean. So yeah, that's something that uh, I'm going through right now. Um, been on treatment for about a little over a year. Um, so yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, that mm -hmm. was awesome. Yeah, we'll definitely add those links. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, Ariana, that was awesome, and you are awesome, and obviously we wish you the best and all that stuff. Like you're 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 great, and uh, I think that's awesome, and people should definitely check out those links. Yes. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate it. If you like what you heard and you haven't yet subscribed please be sure to hit that little button so you don't miss an episode we need your subscriptions we we thrive off of it if we don't get it we shrivel up and we die that's Can what confirm. happens yeah Can that's confirm. what happens to podcasts like us if you don't subscribe and if you don't get your friends to subscribe and your friends friends and your friends mom and dad and all that stuff so and like you know little kids you know, I almost went real dark with that, but oh. that would have been too threatening. I was going to bully people to subscribe. <laughs> I mean, I think I was going to use threats. I mean, go for it. No. Oh, all right. Throw their Game Boys into the lake, Carrie. <laughs> That's right. Take your dolls and your Game Boys. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So we'll come after you if you don't subscribe. So please, please do subscribe and be sure to check out the other awesome podcasts at Ordis Studios by visiting ordsstudios.com. That's ordsstudios.com. Definitely check it out. They got some really awesome shows and more on the way. Absolutely. So don't forget to also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for news and announcements. Okay, bye. Bye.